The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Welcome back to Back to All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. Folks, check out the 2023 NFL BetQL betting preview. It's the must-have tool for the 2023-24 season. Unlock a world of sportsbook offers that will have you playing smarter, not harder. With more than 10,000 in-depth game-by-game simulations at your fingertips, you will be equipped with unparalleled insights to make informed bets. Whether you're a seasoned better or just getting started, this guide is your ticket to maximizing success in the world of NFL betting. Do not miss out. Grab your copy now when you sign up for a premium subscription and get ready to conquer the odds. By the way, Joe, uh, Ian Rappaport uh, tweeted out that Shane Steichen announced that rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson will start the Colts preseason game Saturday against the Bills. I think uh, if we weren't expecting it, this probably isn't the biggest surprise. But when it comes to Offensive Rookie of the Year bets, to me, rule number one is you absolutely have to be starting in week one uh, to really be in consideration. And certainly this is an indicator that Richardson may very well start week one. Even though it's not a bet that I'm going to make, at least he's in the running now. Well, especially in this example. A season in which it looks like we're going to have multiple quarterbacks starting in week one. So the the offensive rookie of the year winner is most likely going to be one of those quarterbacks. If that's the case, we're talking about three guys starting week one, which it really seems like that's the most likely scenario that we're going to have, right? You're going to have Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Anthony Richardson starting uh, week one. How about this over at BetMGM? Richardson has a shorter number than Stroud. It's interesting to me. It's plus 450 
for Bryce Young, Richardson plus 700, Stroud plus 850, Gibbs, or Bijan, first off, is the favorite overall. Gibbs is also shorter than Stroud. I don't get that. Do you? Me either. (laughs) Not at all. I mean, it does feel like that people are largely disrespecting the Texans. Maybe not to the extent that they disrespect, say, the Cardinals, but it does feel like that there's not a whole lot of respect for the Texans. And to me, I think they're quietly going about their business the right way where I go, yeah, Stroud's a rookie quarterback, and rookie quarterbacks don't tend to perform well historically, but he might be in the best situation among all of these rookie quarterbacks. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. And if so, then clearly they're going to perform better than the Colts, and right away you have an edge there. It's just a matter of all these other quarterbacks and potentially running backs uh, performing better than that. But I'm with you. Uh, Stroud immediately offers some betting value. So let's talk about my favorite topic in the world of football, and that is Mm. running backs. So the thing with, uh, you know, running backs is that even though you think it is this kind of consistent position where the best backs continue to be good and the worst backs continue to get bad, well, that's not necessarily the case, specifically when it comes to scoring touchdowns. You do see touchdown regression a good bit from one season to the next. So you can put together models that say, okay, with so many rushing yards and so many rushing yards over expected and so many carries, you should get X number of touchdowns. Well, last year, some running backs went over that expected number and some went under that. So we're going to talk about those running backs who perform, who overperformed the expected touchdowns that they were to score a season ago. Now, you also want to take this with a grain of salt and be especially careful here because the first running back listed, I think, for, you know, any kind of projection would be an Austin Eckler of the L.A. Chargers saying, okay, he scored way more than he should have over the last couple of seasons. The problem is you can't just naturally say, all right, well, well, Eckler's going to regress, so you got to take the under-touchdown total. Sometimes the markets have these things baked in. And so, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, Eckler's touchdown number is seven and a half for this upcoming season. He's overperformed drastically, scoring 13 and 12 touchdowns, respectively, in the last two years. And so, at seven and a half, if you're taking in the information to say, okay, he's going to regress, take the other under seven and a half, well, that's baked into the market. If you're looking at 13 and 12 and saying, okay, he's going to go over that, well, that's bad process too. The biggest narrative with the Chargers offense with a new offensive coordinator is that Kellen Moore is going to have them push the ball down the field. And I I expect that to be the fact, right? That's going to be truthful once we get into the season, as long as Herbert is healthy. Is that going to take away from Eckler? I, I wonder if that's part of the reason people are also talking about Eckler as being a big regression candidate in addition to what you're you're saying. Um, I would not jump and say, I'm going to fade Austin Eckler. Uh, People are starting to have their fantasy drafts. I wouldn't avoid Eckler because of this idea. I expect them to lean on Eckler much like they have in recent years, especially since every sign is saying that this is going to be his last season. Why wouldn't they lean on Eckler even more? than they have in the past. So it, this is not a situation where I would say you want to you wanna bet on Eckler unders. 
you want to avoid him in fantasy and all that. Um, it's interesting to note, but I don't think it's actionable. Do you? I don't, at least not with specifically. I think the number is, is one of those things where it comes from volatility. I, I could see uh, an easy case to be made for both directions there. So to me, that's more of a stay away than anything else. As far as some of the other uh, running backs who are considered uh, regression candidates uh, when it comes to, say, touchdowns, uh, we're talking about Jamal Williams, Jarek McKinnon, Tony Pollard's an interesting one that we can get into. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, wherever he lands, he may very well be a regression candidate. Travis Etienne, uh, who I have some takes on. Uh, among that, or maybe someone else not on that list, who stands out to you as someone where you go, yes, he is a regression candidate, and I do plan on fading him? I mean, you've got you've to talk about Jamal Williams, right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. the one that's just – that's huge. That's the one that really stands out more than anybody. He was a rush, rushing touchdown leader last year. What do you have, 17 rushing touchdowns in a different offense when he was with Detroit. So what kind mm -hmm. of role is going to be carved out for him in New Orleans? I think this is going to be a very interesting study. Now, I did, did you see any, any prop numbers for Jamal Williams yet? And I know I did not. So yeah, I didn't either. So the Kamara suspension is that part of the reason we're not seeing anything right now? Perhaps, um, and yeah. also too, like how do you land on the right number? Because I think anyone with half a brain is going to know that you know Jamal Williams is not in the same situation, and he was specifically a goal line back for Detroit last year and did literally nothing else. That could happen again yeah. with the Saints, but is this offense going to be as effective? I think landing on a number is probably really no. tricky. Uh, the Camara uh, situation, that matters a, a great deal, suspended for a few games. So, you know, that one is fairly tricky. Williams is an obvious, you know, regression candidate, but then again, like to what number? Like if it's, say, at 12, for instance, obviously that's less than 17. Uh, but he could could he go over that? It's certainly possible if he's playing a very similar role. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, let, how about Pollard? So I saw a yardage for yes. Pollard. I did not see rushing touchdowns. And why he's a regression candidate, because he scored 12 touchdowns, but the expected number was a little over eight. So he's brought up a lot. Now, he's also been brought up a lot this offseason by people that think he can really pop as being the dude. You remove Zeke from that situation, as long as Dallas doesn't bring it back. You remove Zeke from that situation, and okay, is he going to get even more touches? How many more touches? I, I've heard some make the case that Pollard can be the rushing leader. Pollard can be the offensive player of the year if it doesn't go to a receiver. So this, this is going to be a really interesting one because McCarthy's going to be calling the plays. We're high on the Cowboys offense. We think they got better. And Pollard's the RB1. And then it's, it doesn't look like it's going to be a, a dual, dual back situation like we've seen in the past. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. See, I'm not sure. Uh, about all of that because I mm-hmm. look at say the business of the Dallas Cowboys and how much money they paid Zeke in, in that uh, you know second contract and I go they had to run him a lot like you don't spend that much money on a player and not utilize him even if say he's largely inefficient so definitely I think there was some push by the Cowboys to have Zeke out there a good bit more which means they don't have that same obligation with Tony Pollard. Deuce Vaughn has apparently looked really good at camp. There's also been, you know, a lot of speculation out there that the Cowboys would consider getting a veteran running back. And so if you largely have a more crowded backfield, or at least you have contingency plans to make sure that Tony Pollard isn't having the workload quite like Zeke did, because maybe he's not as as effective a pass blocker or whatever the reason is, that, to me, suggests that Pollard is not going to be as much of a workhorse. You have all these reasons why. And so, to me, uh, being a touchdown reg- regression candidate, that makes a lot of sense. He had nine touchdowns uh, last season. Right now, the number that I'm seeing is seven and a half, and it's juiced to the under. I like that play. I think that makes a whole lot of sense. He can very well pop. He may very well be the guy and and be incredibly effective. But as far as rushing touchdowns are concerned, maybe he'll have a lot of receiving scores. That I can certainly see Mm -hmm. happening. But you are dealing with what could be a significantly different offense, both in terms of Mike McCarthy calling the plays, Kellen Moore not being there, and also not having front office obligations that Zeke has to have a lot of carries because he was paid so much. There are a lot of interesting angles to this situation. There's also the possibility that they take Deuce Vaughn and they give him last year's Pollard role or what we've Mm -hmm. seen from Pollard over the last couple of years. So that's an interesting angle. Uh, This is the last year of Pollard's contract. So they just lived through the Zeke mistake. Are they going to handle Pollard different than they did with Zeke? In this climate, you know, I there there's a lot of interesting angles to this Pollard situation. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think – I think you're right. I don't think it's as simple as saying, well, oh, Zeke's gone. It's all Pollard all the time. 
Like it's we're finally going to see what we thought from Pollard. Like no, maybe they don't want to ride him that hard. Maybe they'd like to get a couple more years of Pollard producing this much, and they think that if he's getting three hundred touches, that ain't happening very long. There's also a gnarly ankle injury that he's coming off of. And so it's possible that Pollard isn't getting as many carries. So he's sort of eased back into regular season play. So Deuce Vaughn may naturally have a bigger role or a veteran running back may naturally have a bigger role because of that. You know, again, the Cowboys haven't played any preseason games. And so no injuries have occurred yet. So, you know, that matters a great deal, especially with this offense that will probably run the ball a good bit more in the preseason. I I look at this again. I I think Pollard may get eased into something. They may also know that he can't handle a very large workload. Like it's like, it's like being the popular backup quarterback. Like, yeah, you look great in you know, small doses, but can you handle being the guy? Maybe that also happens with running backs as well. And maybe that's Tony Pollard's situation as well. Fantastic player. Don't get me wrong. I like the moves that the Cowboys have made but it doesn't necessarily indicate that you're just bumping everybody up and everybody's going to have the same role. I think it's way more complicated than that. I want to talk about Travis Etienne for just a bit because I think it points to a larger issue when it comes to these overall projections. So with the Jaguars, they really didn't have a goal line back. Travis Etienne, uh, he's at five and a half, scored five touchdowns a season ago. Part of it was that the offense was just stumbling in the first half of the season. And second half, you know, they went nuts. Just because the Jaguars didn't have a goal line running back a season ago doesn't mean they won't have one this year. With a full offseason, the personnel that they may have, who's healthy, who's available, they are allowed to do different things. And just because we don't necessarily have that indicator, given what they did in 2022, just because they didn't have a goal line back last year doesn't mean they won't have one this year. And Mm -hmm. that stuff can be really tricky to project. But overall, with these expected numbers, I'm comfortable taking the under, even though it is a small number. Okay, that's that's an interesting one. Another one I want to throw out there that uh, may, might fly under the radar, but I have seen listed on some regression candidate lists. Uh, you're not going to find props on him because he's not the main dude, but maybe this does something for the RB1. And I'm talking about the Kansas City situation with Jerick McKinnon. He had 10 mm. touchdowns. His expected touchdowns was less than five last year. So yet you wonder, does it do something for Pacheco? I mean, McKinnon had those 10 touchdowns on 128 touches last season. So he could be a big-time regression candidate. Does it... Uh, help Pacheco. Maybe uh, the rushing total for Pacheco over at BetMGM is 774 and a half. If you think he's going to be the guy, you've got to play the over, right? Maybe so, but that's the problem with the Chiefs offense, right? Like, uh-huh. other than Travis Kelsey, <laughs> there's not a guy per se. They they use a right. lot of different folks in, in a lot of different ways. I mean, it's if not one of the more creative offenses in the NFL the most creative which means pinpointing who the guy is going to be is mighty mighty tough and so to me you may have a few regression candidates with the chiefs even though this offense should be the best in america this is betql daily presented by betmgm coming up next our lightning bets our favorite plays for tonight that's coming up here on the betql network